see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box. Recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Hi, this is Steve from The Art Box. Today we are at Southern Utah University, sitting at a picnic table underneath the bell tower, and yeah, you'll know it's the bell tower, interviewing Matt Podolinski and Ian Wright of the Utah Division of State History. I hope you enjoy, and I hope you'll join us as a volunteer for the Utah State Historic Preservation Office Site Steward Program. This is Steve with the Art Box, and I'm here at the, this is the Utah Cultural, UCCS's... Utah Cultural Site Stewardship Program. It's a mouthful. We like to make long words. <laughs> this. You say UCSS. <laughs> and I'm with Ian and Matt, and we're going to discuss... Archaeological protection. Um, cultural site stewarding. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Well, uh, you know, to start off, well, first, thanks for the opportunity to chat with you, and, and we're always happy to talk about the Utah Cultural Site Stewardship Program. This is, a, this is a really cool program where the people in Utah actually brought it about. You know, they noticed that there was so much increase of population and visitation to the cultural resources. They're like, hey, what can we do to lend a hand to land managers and help, uh, you know, safeguard these sites? So the state of Utah put some funding uh, together to create this position, housed it within the State Historic Preservation Office, which is really cool because... The State Historic Preservation Office works with so many communities around the state. Our goal is to train stewards to monitor archaeological and cultural sites and then report back to land managers any damages or or anything that the land managers need to know about so the land managers can then take that information and make the appropriate next steps. So that was a lot in a small bubble. but Yeah, and then you work very closely with the Bureau of Land Management, U.S. Yep. Forest Service. Yep, and, and that's National a cool... Park Service, State Parks... Yeah, private. <laughs> yeah, Utah, you know, we work with all the different state and federal land managing agencies. And like Matt said, even even private and municipality. And we have a great working relationship with them. In fact, we, we can't operate on the lands without their permission. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably pretty much the same way in Nevada. Yeah, and, it, and it's a, it makes for a real good relationship because the land managers will say, hey, you guys, like, here's five sites that we're concerned about, and we sure like some stewards. And then maybe Matt could tell you a little bit about how we work with the stewards to kind of identify sites that are appropriate for them. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, stewards are the lifeblood of the program. Obviously, we need sites uh, that the land managers give us, but the stewards are the ones that really go out and do the work, and they volunteer their time, their gas, their vehicle, and we, we're having this, you know, conference 
this weekend to show our appreciation uh, for those stewards. But how the program works is uh, stewards let us know that they're interested. They fill out an application, let us know what type of sites they're interested in, whether it's rock imagery, habitation, uh, historic sites, railroad, um, and then... Yo, who would do the railroad? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Crazy people, Steve. <laughs> I mean, a guy named Steve. We try not to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but then we work with them in getting on sites that they want, whether the hiking ability is also taken into account, what kind of car they have. And uh, we try to make it as fun for them as it is for us and uh, make sure that they can get out and actually turn in the monitoring forms and so we actually have data coming into the land managers. Yeah, and so. turning the monitoring forms is very easy. This, yep. <laughs> th this is not a paper intensive thing. You go out, you hike. Actually, Ian, I heard you just talking to some folks that I guess are gonna be new stewards and I heard them say, we're gonna be out there anyway, yeah. so we might as well do this. And how great is that? It is great. Well, it's, it's pretty neat um, too because the, the forms. At this point, I had to run to join a group to go visit the archaeological repository, which was amazing. I trusted Ian and Matt with my cell phone to continue on the interview. They didn't let me down. Do you have something you want to say? Oh, that is the, uh, that's, that's the 1255. That's the 1255. I'll have to miss it. Are you sure? No, like, why don't you go? We'll finish yeah. it up later. Go. No, 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 we'll finish now. I'll be good. You should go check out the yeah, repository. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Real. We will finish this later, and it will be awesome. You guys want to finish it now, and I'll be back? No, 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 you just, take just it. Just keep it running. Keep it running. You guys talk. I'll just throw in a couple of little things, and then you can give the phone back, because I would have to run out of one. Okay. So, Are you sure you don't want to? And you can ask Okay, yeah, questions. we'll keep going on it. I'll just say quickly about hey, my you, thesis. You guys keep going. Give me my phone back. Okay, I'll give you your phone back. Yeah, you, you know how it works. We should probably also say, ever have say a bunch of bad things. And... <laughs> I'm going to edit it. Yeah, so be careful what we say. <laughs> you know, Steve, one, one thing too to add about this is, is it's really, it's really an incredible experience for the stewards because yeah, we, we work very closely to try to get them to a place that they're interested in and a place that they'd like to go to and steward, but our stewards are amazing. I mean, in the state of Utah, like Matt said, they, they donate so much time, resources, and energy, and they're willing to take the sites that need stewarding because not all the time is it, you know, sometimes the sites that, that need stewards aren't maybe the sites that they're aware of or, or that they know about, and the land manager said, hey, but these are our priorities, and our stewards are, are willing to, to go to where they need to go and to do what they need to do, and again, Matt works with them to make Make sure that they're, they're comfortable with it as far as their vehicle and their abilities <laughs> levels and their interest but um that's our that's our priority our land managers in utah are incredible i mean they 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 cover areas the size of some states by themselves and to be able to get people out there who care monitoring sites just keep an eye i mean at the end of the day all they do they go out they check it if they see anything that's worthy they uh, you know that's that's been damaged or worthy of note they let the land managers know and that helps to level that playing field because without that the land managers would never be able to get to all these sites I mean, in Utah, we have over 100,000 sites in our system alone, and there's just simply no way, you know, that, that the land managers can monitor those without the help of the stewards. And the, the, the land managing agencies have been critical to get this program up and going, and they've been supporting it in so many amazing ways. And maybe, Matt, you could tell them a little bit about some of the things the land managers have done to kind of involve stewards, and, you know, even from being at this training to meeting us on the ground. Yeah, uh, working with stewards, uh, volunteers, land managers, it's been a tremendous journey, like taking this program um, and seeing it grow in about two years where land managers are asking for stewards and volunteers to uh, 
help restore historic structures, forest service cabins, maybe there's graffiti removal, site documentation. Uh, this has become a full-fledged program where we can utilize stewards and volunteers to help out archaeologists, land managers in really achieving a lot of stuff that's maybe been on the back burner now that they have, you know, the human power and a lot of the energy to do it. So it's been pretty fun to see it grow, succeed and go places I think we've we weren't quite sure where it would go, but it's been fun to see. And, and it's, it's a really fun time to be involved in it because when we started the program, you know, we worked with all the different land managers and a lot of different stakeholder groups and kind of ask, what do you want? What, what, what makes this, pro like, what can we do to build this program and to make it most effective? But we're learning and we're growing every single day and we don't claim to have all the best answers. I mean, as you know, there are so many different concepts of what stewardship means on the land and what, what stewarding is. And we're open to exploring that and adjusting. In fact, our manual, you know, we, we made a manual and, and now it's time to, to go redo that. And we're going to work on consultations with cons consultations with different groups and different descendant communities to make sure that that's being represented. And in Utah, we've got such an incredible makeup of, of a diversity of people. And it, it adds because that's reflected in our program too. We have uh, people that come from all different walks of life, people that have all different abilities, people that have all different interests, people that have all different descendant connections with different communities that are still living in Utah today. And, and that's one of our big things is this program is, in addition to stewarding, it's an educational opportunity. It helps people to just, you know, the people visiting Utah, they meet our stewards out on the trail. They realize that these places aren't abandoned. These places are still significant to, to groups that live here today. And they still hold so much meaning. And that educational component is a big part of what we do. And our stewards are tremendous, uh, not only stewards of their sites, but educational, what would you call them, ambassadors out there. Yeah. And I will just like kind of feed off that. Like, you know, there's lots of ways to protect archaeological sites, cultural sites throughout Utah and the West or the United States and the world. Um, this is just one side of one arm of many approaches. Uh, you know, we do have law enforcement, which is, you know, necessary in certain in uh, instances. Uh, we have interpretive panels, we have signage, um, and we, you know, we try to educate people as, as much as we can, but this is a really cool program where we can use the people who maybe have connections, are very passionate, they're locals, or they're coming in from other states where they have the ability to educate people and show you know, potential vandals or even people who are just simply visiting the sites that um, you know, people from Utah and around the area really value uh, the culture, the archaeological sites and can help build a message of archaeological protection, value, and education there, which I think is very important. Yeah, absolutely. We're lucky to have a good team. You know, not only do we have the support of the land managing agencies, but <laughs> to have the, the backing of the state uh, historic preservation office. And then when this bill was passed that created this position in Utah, it, it walked through both sides of the aisles. I mean, one people may degree, uh, disagree on different things when it comes to land use or recreation, but one thing everybody seems to get on board with is just, hey, there is a need to safeguard the resources that are in Utah mm -hmm. because they're a non-renewable resource and we, we all are out there, we're all recreating, and it's our responsibility to lend in a hand and to take a part because without that, again, there's just, there's just uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's everybody's responsibility to, to keep an eye out for these and to um, be the best user out on the land and the best visitor and practice the most site ethics while they're doing that that's possible yeah. definitely want to just throw in there uh you know we have a tremendous team like definitely gotta acknowledge you know elizabeth hora christopher merritt who really did a lot of the grunt work at the beginning getting this going hiring on ian who's 
been our fearless leader who has taken this, you know, program to new heights. Um, and then can't forget Lexi Carson, who is our data and events specialist. Uh, you know, having her on board has been, you know, a tremendous help, and she's been taking this program really a cool direction as well. Well, and then Matt Podolinski too, who's, uh, who's speaking, who has an incredible background with working with land managing agencies and and an understanding of signage, uh, you know, what is and what is not effective out there on the land. And it's just great. It's a, it's a cool program that brings people together. And if any of you are interested, you know, we'll give Steve our contact information. We would love to have you come out and join us. We'd love to have you participate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many yep. ways to get involved. So please reach out. Yeah, we'll see you out there. Thank you, Ian and Matt. Great job. If any of our listeners would be interested in volunteering as a cultural site steward in Utah or for that matter in Nevada, just drop Steve a line. Artboxvv at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Artbox sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.